Have you ever created an elevator pitch? Have you ever delivered an elevator pitch? If your answers are yes or no, it doesn't matter. On today's episode of Raven Boss, I'm going to be sharing five signs your elevator pitch sucks. We'll also talk all about what that is and why you would even need one. So let's dig in. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Welcome back to Brave and Boss, the podcast. I'm your podcast host, Christy Sumer, the founder of Brave and Boss, business coach, founder of Encircled, the ethical fashion brand that's all direct to consumer. And I'm super excited for you to be rejoining us on the podcast. Thank you so much. If you are a repeat listener, I truly am grateful for you choosing to tune into this. There are over 700,000 podcasts you can listen to, and I'm honored that you chose this one. If you are brand new to us, welcome, welcome. I am so excited to have you here. I try to make all of my podcast episodes really actionable, and through my teaching method, I definitely don't fluff around. I like to get straight to the point and give really tangible takeaways so that you can leave this and actually take action and understand kind of what you can do better in your business today. So on this week's episode, I've titled it Five Signs Your Elevator Pitch Sucks. So from a first standpoint, we're going to talk a little bit about why this is important, what is an elevator pitch, um, and then we're going to talk why the one that you have probably isn't that good and how you can make it better and why it's important. So an elevator pitch in its essence is something that you would be able to deliver in an elevator going from floor to floor. So like think about when you get into an elevator, how long it takes you to get from like the ground floor to like the 10th floor. It's not really that much time. It's probably about 30, maybe 45 seconds. So it should really be a succinct statement about your business, um, who you are, what you do and your why. There are a number of frameworks around this. I mean, I think there are like probably a hundred online that you can follow, but the Stanford graduate and mentor at 500 Startups, Elliot Lope, um, gave us a formula that you can use for crafting an elevator pitch. Now, I'm going to forewarn you that this formula often trips up product-based business owners, uh, and I'll highlight why at the end, but here's his formula. We solve bracket problem, insert problem, by providing bracket advantage to help bracket target accomplish bracket target's goal. So as an example, we solve, I'm going to do one for Uber, let's say. So we solve um, transportation by providing clean cars on demand to help young millennials accomplish their day's errands without stress. Now, that's probably not Uber's elevator pitch, let's be honest. I think Uber's elevator pitch is like, we move people or something. It's like one line. Um, But Elliot 
um, Elliot gives this formula because he's really touching on all the things that I think you should touch on in an elevator pitch. So you need to talk about um, the problem you're solving, um, why you're important, why you have the specific tools to solve that problem, who you're helping, and what the goal is from helping um, your ideal customer. Now, why would you ever need an elevator pitch? Well, um, so if you're ever going to pitch your business to investors or want to get money, or if you're going to do a presentation or a competition, you need to be able to digest what your company does into a very bite-sized piece of information. Now, it seems really simple. And oftentimes when I do coaching with businesses that have been around for a few years, they're always like, we don't need to spend time on this. It's not really that important. So then I ask them in pre-work to write their elevator pitch. And usually when they write it, it makes no sense. So that to me is fundamentally kind of the basis of your brand is really knowing who you are, what you stand for, um, your why and who you serve. And if you don't know that right out of the gate and how to articulate that, that can really trip you up in so many different ways. Your elevator pitch can form the basis of, you know, your press pitches, how you write ad copy, how you speak about your brand to new employees, how you talk about it to other people on the street, how you write social posts. So you really need to nail this. Now, I mean, I'm going to ask you guys right now, do you have an elevator pitch? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, then listen to this episode and think about how you can improve your current elevator pitch. If the answer is no, then we will spend some time at the end just talking a little bit more about actually crafting that for you. All right, so if you already have an elevator pitch and you're feeling pretty confident in it, I'm going to run through a few things I think you want to think about to look at from a different lens because your elevator pitch may actually kind of suck. And we want to make sure that's not the case because if you ever get the chance to pitch, you don't want to suck because you have amazing business. And sometimes when you don't talk about it in the right way, it can really underwhelm the audience. Okay, so the number one thing is your elevator pitch is too complicated. So what do I mean by too complicated? I mean that you've put too much industry verbiage in there such that somebody at a grade four level of education wouldn't understand what you're trying to do. This is not the place to get creative and use all kinds of industry jargon and language. You want to keep it simple. So have a look at your elevator pitch. Um, You know, if you don't have one, try drafting one right now. It should just be a few sentences. And then strike out any words that, you know, your grandma wouldn't know or a grade school kid wouldn't know or maybe your um, sister who works in a totally different industry wouldn't know. And try and go into Google and look up in a thesaurus and replace those words with words that make sense from a basic standpoint. Uh, One of my favorite tools for this is an app called Hemingway app. It's free. Just Google it. Um, It'll highlight words that are just too high level. I use this a lot, this app a lot when I'm writing emails because I tend to write in really long words and sometimes you can just use a short word to replace it and it just reads so much better. Okay, so the second sign your elevator pitch sucks is that you're not solving a problem of any kind. 
Now this point, point number two, is where people get real tripped up, especially product-based business owners. I get it. You are not Uber. You are not endeavoring to move people and food faster than the speed of light. You are making necklaces or leggings or inspirational t-shirts or um, earrings or handmade soap. What kind of problem are you solving, really? Um, This is a point where I find when people are going through an exercise around their ideal customer, where I always ask about what problem people are solving, it gets very sticky because oftentimes when we're making a product, we just start making a product because we love it and we think it's beautiful or inspirational or it's our creative outlet. But if you're not actually focused on a problem to solve, it can be very difficult to articulate your brand and why it's unique um, and why you're even starting it in the first place. So let's look at an example from my own business. When I first started in Circles, I started with the idea that you know, I was solving a problem around, you know, a lack of stylish and sustainable and versatile apparel for travel. You know, travel clothing for women was like cargo pants with zip off uh, legs, not super stylish, maybe kind of comfortable, um, but definitely not, you know, sort of versatile, I guess. Or it would be like taking what you wear every day, um, you know, taking on the plane, not so versatile, so you end up bringing more stuff. So I really found this unique niche around designing versatile pieces that you can wear multiple different ways so you can travel lighter. Um, so I was solving that problem of you know overpacking and packing too much and going carry-on only. So that's how I started. Now, it's obviously evolved a lot with our brand, um, but we recently rewrote our elevator pitch statement because... Um, We've changed around our branding a little bit. It's still rolling out. So if you go um, into our actual, um, I would say like if you go into our website, you kind of get a flavor for it, but we're still working on a lot of stuff. Um, But our customer problem statement now at Encircled is the following. I'll read it to you. Many women are frustrated by having to sacrifice what they really want when shopping for clothes, whether that's swapping style for comfort or sustainability for convenience. And Circle gives you a wardrobe that does it all. You'll feel confident in clothing that's stylish, sustainable, comfortable, and ethical, and you won't have to sacrifice anymore. So our customer problem statement now came from the fact that like women feel like they have to compromise on one thing or another in order to get that quote-unquote perfect wardrobe. They have trouble finding sustainable clothing that's stylish or maybe um, stylish clothing that's comfortable or um, sustainable clothing that's ethically made. Like there's always some sort of sacrifice and we really check the boxes on everything. Um, So that's our problem statement. So you have to figure out what your problem you're solving for. And maybe that problem isn't super complex, but you're probably solving for something. Okay. Third sign, your elevator pitch sucks. You don't know what's unique about you. And this is tied to the second point above. So if you don't know what's unique about you, how can you actually solve the problem? Because you really want to be solving that problem in a unique way. And that's what's super important for the elevator pitch is you want to talk about, um, you know, in the framework I gave you from Elliot Lowe, it says we solve bracket problem by providing bracket advantage. So we solve this problem by providing whatever that competitive advantage or that thing that's unique about you. So we solve for the lack of um, 
you know, we solve for the idea that women have to compromise when shopping for clothing for the wardrobe by providing a wardrobe that really checks all the boxes in terms of sustainability, comfort, style, and versatility. So what is your problem and solution? And how is your solution unique? So when I think about Encircled, our solution's unique because you'll often find brands who are doing sustainable clothing, but they're making it in a non-ethical way. Or you'll see people making ethical clothing out of non-sustainable materials. Or you'll find sustainable clothing that is not stylish. This is a common one. Or um, stylish clothing that's not comfortable very common. So, you know, or versatile clothing that's not stylish. Again, zip off pants, example number, example A. (laughs) Um, So you really have to dial into this. And, you know, the problem when you think about um, product-based businesses, you know, it doesn't have to be um, framed necessarily in that way. And what I mean is there's a jewelry brand called Majuri, and Missouri makes fine gold jewelry. And I think they've evolved their brand positioning over the last few years quite a bit. But, you know, it's really about like celebrating. It's like everyday fine jewelry minus the markups. So they really try and focus on like um, providing um, semi-fine materials at like accessible prices. And they've dialed into that idea that like women want to treat themselves to jewelry they don't necessarily want to wait for somebody to buy it for them anymore. Um, so they've really tried to embrace that idea that, um, you know, fine jewelry can be accessible and fine jewelry can be for every day. So their problem was that they saw that people were wearing kind of more costumey stuff on an everyday basis. And there was a need for more luxury in that every day. And that that would really elevate a look and make, you know, a women identifying individuals feel really great. So that's not really like they're solving um, a problem of world hunger, but they're solving a problem. Um, So they're solving the problem that, you know, there's a compromise there with jewelry. There isn't like um, an option for jewelry that's, you know, excessively priced that somebody would feel comfortable wearing every day because it's usually this type of jewelry when you buy it in a retail store is so expensive because of the markups. Um, by providing fine jewelry for every day without the markups. So um, think about that and think about what makes your brand unique. Um, This one is a big one that I know that a lot of you guys get stuck on, but this is really, really important. Okay, the fourth sign your elevator pitch sucks is it's just too long. If your elevator pitch is like 10 sentences long, it's too long. There's no way you would be able to say that in an elevator. You have to be able to read out your elevator pitch in like, 30 seconds, maybe 45 if I'm being really fair about it. Um, But it can't be too, too long. Encircled's um, elevator pitch is, I can tell you exactly, I have to do a word count to be able to tell you. I'm not, how do I do a word count? I'm gonna have to look this up after. Um, But it's it's three sentences, which is a little long. It's a bit of a mouthful. Um, But if it's like a paragraph, that's too long too long. It's just going to take you too long to talk about. You're going to forget things when you're telling people like this should be something you can repeat to your like concierge, to your friend, to the grocery store clerk, to the random person who asks you at the bar what you do for a living. Um, You know, it should be something memorable in that sense. So have a look, see if it's too long. And again, go back to that complicated um, tip number one and see if you can, you know, take out some words and simplify. Okay. 
The fifth sign your elevator pitch sucks is that it's not authoritative enough. And this is something I see women doing, um, women identifying individuals, I will say, um, doing quite often is we play down our role. So we play down how important we are in solving this, uh, this problem, or we play down um, our advantages that we have as a brand or a person. Um, and we add in words like help and um, aim and like, whereas I find when men write elevator pitches, they have a very firm position on their elevator pitch. Like it's, it's like, we do this in the best way possible. We're the best at this. Like women tend to have a much softer writing style. So it's really important for you to look for that in your elevator pitch and see where you can take that out and where you can amplify your brand and take more credit because chances are you're doing something super amazing and you're just not giving yourself credit for it um so like here's an example um in our elevator pitch that i think is a really good one um so the last line says we want to empower women to live a more conscious life through their closets so we want to so that's like fairly aspirational what I would change in this is I would take the want to route and then I'm going to reread it. So I'm going to read one more time without changing that. So we want to empower women to live a more conscious life through their closets. That's not very authoritative. I take out we want to and it says we empower women to live a more conscious life through their closets. How powerful is that statement by just taking out two words? I didn't even notice that actually on my first read through. So that's like really important that I'm catching that now. Um, so those little words get, they get snuck in there and you have to be really careful about them because they can really take away a lot from a very simple sentence like I just showed you in that example. All right, so if by the end of this, you have your elevator pitch and you're listing all these tips, I'm just gonna go over the five tips really quickly. And then we'll talk a little bit more about writing an elevator pitch if you don't have one at all. So the first sign your elevator pitch sucks is it's too complicated, so let's make it simple. Simplify it, change words, use the thoris, um, simplify the language that you're using, run it through the Hemingway app. Number two, you're not solving a problem of any kind. So figure out what problem you're solving for with your brand and make that clear in your pitch. Number three, you don't know what's unique about your brand and you're not clear about identifying that and positioning yourself as the expert in that area. Number four, your elevator pitch is long, meaning that it's over three sentences and that it would take you way more than 30 to 45 seconds to speak to it. And number five, it's not authoritative enough. Look for those sneaky words that come in there um, that you naturally want to write because they sound like softer, but take those out and write in a more empowered way. All right, so now if you have an elevator pitch and you've listened to these tips and you're feeling really confident, great. If you don't have an elevator pitch yet, what do you do? So I suggest starting with the template that Elliot Lowe posed at the beginning that I talked about. So the we solve bracket problem by providing bracket advantage to help bracket your target accomplish bracket target's goal. Start with that framework and see where it takes you. Start with your brand name. So like um, Megan's bracelet solves um, the problem that bracelets never go together. 
and it makes a cohesive look that you can interchange with different charms to provide a totally different look every day um, to help creative women feel more unique in their jewelry. I don't know. I just made that up right now. (laughs) Not my best work. Um, But start with that framework and work through it with your brand and then write it out. Just keep writing it out. Open up a Google Doc, write it out. Don't edit it. Just write it 10 times Um, and keep working on it and then go back through this episode and listen to those five tips and rework it, rework it. And then as a last step, I'm going to tell you, you need to pitch it to somebody. So you need to take your elevator pitch and actually say it to somebody and get feedback and be open to receive that feedback. That is the last step of the elevator pitch. And once you feel super confident with your elevator pitch, what do you do with it? Well, it becomes a really important part of your brand guide. And like I said, if you ever have to pitch yourself, whether it's on a TV show or to the press or for an investor, you'll be good to go. So if you love this episode, please rate and review it in Apple Podcasts. I'd really appreciate it. It helps me get seen to more entrepreneurs so that I can help more people like you. And we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.